it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday. You know what that means. Time for another SmackDown study. It's your SmackDown study for February 19th, 2021. I'm recording a little later than normal. Uh, I did not watch the show live tonight. Um, I was busy watching uh, BlizzCon Online Night 1. Big fan of uh, most things Blizzard Entertainment when it comes to video games. So naturally, when BlizzCon rolls around, I always try to pay some attention to it. So that's where I was during the first half of SmackDown. Figured I'd wait until after it was over and then watch it. And naturally, I got to give you guys a podcast because... That's what we do here at Bedlam Media. We uh, we stay consistent when it comes to podcasts. So, <clears throat> did things the old-fashioned way. Wrote down notes. No tweets tonight, boys and girls. Old-fashioned notes. Feel like I was doing this years ago. <laughs> so, let's get into it. So. Another good show. SmackDown always delivering. Uh, Go home show going into Elimination Chamber this Sunday. It's just been a a whirlwind of wrestling (laughs) pay-per-views. And it's going to be for the next month. Or next two months, actually, until after Mania is over. Um, And it's not just WWE or NXT. Other brands, too. AEW and Impact alone. They also have uh, their own stuff coming. So... It's uh, it's going to be a fun month, a fun couple of months. So hope you guys are excited to, to listen to more of us just spitballing and having some fun talking about wrestling because this is probably the best time of the year, starting with the Rumble, moving through WrestleMania season. So, but that's then. This is now. So let's get to the show tonight. Show kicking off with the Men's Royal Rumble winner, Edge, coming out. Talking about what he's going to do when it comes to Mania. Obviously, he's clearly not going to make his decision now because he's got multiple choices. 
when it comes to Raw's Elimination Chamber match, SmackDown's Elimination Chamber match, and then the match with Roman afterwards. So he mentioned, I think he had 13 possibilities, seems to have forgotten about Finn in NXT. So that's a little sad, a little, a little upsetting that they're not even mentioning the fact that he's an option. But, you know, whatever. I'll take it. However, <clears throat> Edge is quickly interrupted by Roman and the crew with Jey Uso, Paul Heyman. Coming in, basically making the same statements that, you know, Roman needs to ha- uh, needs Edge to choose him because he's the main event of everything. <laughs> Edge essentially just rips him apart verbally, stating that Roman's insecure, which we've been saying forever, and that, you know, he needs Edge to solidify the main event. Whether you think that's true or not, it's got some some validity, validity to it. So we'll see what happens. But they are both interrupted by Sami Zayn coming out doing his same shtick that, you know, conspiracies and that both of them should worry about Sammy. Sammy's going to win the Elimination Chamber and then beat Roman Reigns and then beat Edge at WrestleMania. Every single one of these guys in the Elimination Chamber had that type of promo tonight. (laughs) Whether it was to Roman and Edge, or just to Edge, or even to each other, everybody said something. So it was kind of comical. But that's what you do in a go-home show and two pay-per-view. So it was expected. Uh, Sammy ends up getting super kicked by Jey Uso. And then Roman goes up to Edge and whispers something in his ear. Obviously, we can't hear what it was. And it kind of left Edge a little concerned, at least from his facial expression. So who knows what that was? I think maybe by the end of the show we might know what it is, but we'll see. We'll see going forward. After that, we shifted gears, went to our first match of the night. It was Apollo versus Shinsuke Nakamura with Biggie at ringside in his custom commentary position. Uh, when I say that, it's basically a couch, one of those TV trays, uh, a nice Salisbury steak dinner and <laughs> that looks like it came out of the microwave, um, a little dorm fridge, and I think a light. <laughs> um, I love what he does that. It's just, it's so out there, and but it's Biggie, so it is what it is. Um, Biggie, though, tired of talking about Apollo Crews is not going to give him a title shot because he's beaten him three times in the last, I think he said six weeks, which is true. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what happens. I am. I, I do like what Apollo is bringing to the table. Um, the new attitude, the desperate 
uh, attitude that he has, it's it's really good. He's kind of he's coming into his own, which I'm thankful that they're giving him the opportunity because he has so much star potential. And it seems like now they finally found a way to crack it open. So we're, I'm, I'm hoping that this continues. Uh, Nakamura does get the win. However, obviously, Paulo not happy about that. Tates takes out Nakamura. Then Big E tries to step in because Apollo is going to grab the steps. Looks like he's going to smash uh, Nakamura with him. But Big E gets in the way, tells him to stop, drop the uh, steel steps, and, and walk away. So Apollo drops the steps, goes to start to walk away. <clears throat> Big E turns his back on him, which, you know, is rule number one, never turn your back on your enemy, and goes to try to help Nakamura. This causes... Apollo to grab the steps again, smash Biggie and Nakamura with him, takes the steps, throws him in the ring, and continues his assault on Biggie, both inside and out of the ring. So Biggie rolls out of the ring after being pummeled by uh, Apollo. Ref stops him. Because it's going to hit him with steps. Biggie rolls out of the ring. And Apollo has the steps over his head. Ref's telling him, put it down. You know, stop this. Leave. Put it down. And I'm thinking to myself. uh, It reminds me of that. That moment way back when. Stephanie telling Brock to put somebody down. It's not going to end well. And sure enough, it didn't end well. (laughs) Uh, Apollo ends up dropping the steel steps over the top rope outside of the ring. But pretty damn close to Big E. We are led to believe that the steel steps landed on Big E's head. He's put into onto a stretcher rolled away, taken to an ambulance. So, obviously there was no camera there, so you couldn't see what was going on. Clearly, if you could, you know, do a little bit of investigative work, you could notice that Big E was farther up towards where the steps would normally be than where Apollo dropped them. But... For for the sake of, you know, the segment, oh, my God, Apollo dropped the steel steps on Biggie's head. <laughs> um, so we'll see where this goes. I'm assuming Biggie's now going to be, quote, unquote, injured for a little bit. Maybe they'll make him lose the title, strip him of it. Who knows? We'll see what happens. This may end up with Apollo ending up with the title. Who knows? If anybody should have it, it would be Nakamura, but I digress. Maybe we'll have another tournament because we all know how much I love my tournaments. This would be great. After that, we had Seth Rollins come out. Talks about 
tragedy. It tries to compare what just happened to Big E to what happened to him last week, where he came out and told everybody to embrace the vision of Seth Rollins being the father figure, the leader, the, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, of SmackDown. Everybody leaves except Cesaro. Cesaro basically tells him, you haven't changed one bit. Bye. <laughs> Clearly, obviously, as you remember, Seth attacks him, and, you know, this seems to be the beginning of a nice feud between those two. So we'll see what happens. After that, we had a nice little bit in the back with KO and Edge, again, talking about um, the Elimination Chamber. If KO wins, he'll you know, see Edge, maybe Edge versus KO at WrestleMania. Kale also rocking the Bivens Enterprises t-shirt. So I love the fact that he continues to rep for um, NXT stuff, Canadians or whatnot. So it's it's always it always makes me pop a little bit. So it's I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, after that, we had Riot Squad versus Tamina and Anadi. Uh, with Tamina and Natty getting the victory after Billy Kay comes down to the ring once again, causes a distraction and leads to Tamina getting the pin. Then Billy does something that she probably shouldn't have done. <laughs> she gets in the ring, tries to celebrate with Tamina and Natty, eats a super kick for her trouble. So it's back to the drawing board from the t- uh, for for Billy Kay. <laughs> After that, we ended up having our second episode of Ding Dong Hello featuring Bailey. And her two guests were the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler. Interview started. Women's Tag Champs immediately start, you know, attacking Sasha and. Bianca Belair verbally. This causes Reginald to come out to, you know, defend the honor of Sasha Banks, which to me is still really weird, but it's leading somewhere, but we'll see what happens. Um, Sasha then comes out, basically tells Reginald, "Don't you don't speak for me. Tries to uh, continue to talk some smack to the women's tag champs. Then Bianca comes out, saying, you know, basically verbally does the same thing. Reginald stops the two of them from arguing with one another. Says that they should be fighting the you know the tag champs at Bailey. So we, we once again have some uh, intergender wrestling on SmackDown. It's uh, Sasha, Bianca, and Reginald versus Nia, Shayna, and Bailey. So SmackDown can have two intergender matches, but yet Raw can't get Xavier Woods versus Reckoning. Why? <laughs> why, damn it, why? <laughs> but I digress. Um, 
obviously there's some comedic moments with Reginald being in in the ring and uh he he faces Naya for the majority of his time in the ring actually gets the pin on Naya after a drop kick from Sasha and Bianca uh while Reginald was caught um when he was trying to do a crossbody on Naya gets the three count so those issues with the tag champs continue. And because of that, we end up getting a new match for the Elimination Chamber. It's now going to be Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending their titles against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Could we be seeing Sasha two belts once again? We will have to find out. Moved on, had more. Wrestling action as it was Ray and Dominic Mysterio taking on Alpha, the Alpha, the Alpha Academy of Chad Gable and his number one student, the trainee Otis. Match didn't last all that long. Um, Ray and Dominic won via disqualification. Uh, Chad Gable came in the ring to instruct Otis uh, about uh, doing a splash on Ray instead of just. Doing a splash, he should have gone off the ropes to get more momentum. And, you know, just the ref wasn't having it. Disqualifies them. But after that, Otis delivers the off-the-rope splash and then gets on the second rope and delivers yet another. So Otis slowly turning heel, uh, being driven by Chad Gable. I like what I'm seeing. I want to see a uh, a heelish type Otis. I, I want to know how that's going to be. So we'll see going forward. Um, we have another fantastic segment in the back between KO, Daniel Bryan, and Cesaro talking strategy, or at least Daniel Bryan and Cesaro were before KO showed up. And then they started, uh, or I should say, Daniel Bryan and Cesaro started making jokes about um, Kevin Owens, you know, turning on his tag partners after he stunned everybody last week. You know, they were worried about getting, you know, betrayed this week. And KO's like, no, like, you're not going to do it this week, but, you know, worry about it on Sunday. Before that, Daniel Bryan's talking about how, you know, he betrayed certain people. And um, talking about New Day and about Sami Zayn a whole bunch of times, and even talked about possibly needing a list of some sort um, for people that he's betrayed. And that made me laugh really hard. Um, <clears throat> for those of you who didn't watch the product before AEW was a thing, Chris Jericho is one of the masters of reinventing himself, along with Seth Rollins, um, with his whole Embrace the Vision. Um, Jericho made the word it and the list, or you just made the list, into mainstream media phenomenon. phenomenon. It's just, I don't know how he does it, God bless him for being able to do it. 
Um, but if anybody knows about the Festival of Friendship, you know the pain that we all went through that night because KO and YTJ together was probably one of the funnest tag teams that I've seen in a long time. So for Dana Bryan to have that callback, that was pretty cool. I appreciated that quite a bit. And then after that, we went right to our main event, six-man tag. It was Sami Zayn, King Corbin, and Jay Uso taking on Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, and Kevin Owens. With uh, Daniel Bryan tapping out Sami Zayn, and then it turned into everybody hit your finisher, including Edge, who was on commentary. He slid into the ring, speared Jay Uso after everybody else had laid each other out. And then as he turns around, he eats a he eats a spear himself from Roman Reigns. Like I said, kind of going back to what happened at the beginning of the show where he whispered in his ear. So who knows what was said? I'm sure we'll hopefully find out about it pretty soon. If not, then, you know, who knows? Maybe they just, you know, he was, he was telling them a secret recipe. Who knows? <laughs> but... Elimination Chamber this Sunday. We looking real good. I'm excited for it. I do love most gimmick pay-per-views. Elimination Chamber, I would probably say, would be one of my favorite singular events, like match-wise. Like I love just I love the chamber. I love what they've done with the upgrades to it. Um, the old ones were great too, but just uh, the one that we have now and what we've had for the last couple of years is very seems more menacing. So it's it's good. Um, we're not going to do a whole pre-show for it, and whatnot. I'm actually just going to go through the cards right now, and I'll give you my picks. Um, whether I get any of these right, like I did the NXT one, who knows? But we'll see what happens. Uh, we will start off with uh, that women's tag match that we talked about. Um, I can honestly see Sasha and Bianca winning um, just to further drive that storyline because I'm pretty sure we're about 99% sure that it's going to be Sasha and Bianca Belair at WrestleMania, and I'd be perfectly happy with them being the tag champs while they do it. So, hey, that's my pick. After that, <clears throat> we have a very interesting matchup here. <laughs> Raw Women's Champion Asuka versus... Lacey Evans, who's pregnant. So that match clearly isn't going to happen. Will Asuka still defend her title? Who knows? We'll find out. Um, but either way, I would probably say Asuka will retain if she even wrestles. We have United States uh, champion Bobby Lashley defending his title in a triple threat match versus Keith Lee and Riddle. Keith Lee is technically <clears throat> injured as well as recovering from COVID, so his status is up in the air. Um, but if Keith is in this match, I believe Keith will win because Bobby really needs to go after the main title. <clears throat> Otherwise, I could see Bobby retaining. So it's going to be interesting. <clears throat> On the Raw side of the Elimination Chamber thing, um, it is Drew McIntyre defending his WWE Championship versus Jeff Hardy. 
Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston, and Sheamus. Now, I'm going to say that Drew is going to retain because I think Drew and Sheamus might have a WrestleMania match. <clears throat> because there's six, I'm going to give myself a little bit of leeway. I'll do this for the SmackDown match as well. The other option I will give will be AJ Styles. Those are my two picks. For the SmackDown side of things, Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, King Corbin. Now, for this, I'm going to go with either Kevin Owens or Cesaro. Cesaro undoubtedly is the hottest superstar on this roster right now. I love the fact that they're giving him this monster push. I could definitely see him winning the Elimination Chamber and then going against Roman Reigns, which who he will not beat. Um, doesn't matter who wins this. <clears throat> Roman Reigns is going to walk out Elimination Chamber as champion. There's no way fans or butts about it. Roman's going to do something at WrestleMania, and I have a feeling it's going to be a match with Edge, especially after what happened tonight. Roman putting his hands on Edge. So <clears throat> things are starting to take shape. Remember, folks, though, we still have Fastlane in next month. First pay-per-view after WWE Network goes away and merges with Peacock. So that'll be interesting to see how that works. Uh, but like I said, it was a good show tonight. SmackDown continuing to do good things. Uh, it was a good week of wrestling. Rod did a good job also with their, with their go-home show. So I, I like how this is shaping up. Elimination Chamber this Sunday, starting at the pre-show at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I am looking forward to this, which, which is always... Always a good thing, right? When it comes to WWE events, you know, you, you, you want to look forward to this and not be like, oh, God, I have to watch another another show. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys so much for listening once again. Um, I want to throw a little bit of a shout out to my business partners, Sam and Jerry. Jerry being our newest member. They're actually launching on Sunday our third section of our podcast branch. It's a dedicated podcast to video games. It's called Super Ghost Podcast. Our debut, or their, I should say, their debut is going to be Sam and Jerry. Their debut episode will be dropping on Sunday. So please, guys, when you have a chance, go take a look at that. Listen to it. Let us know what you think of it. Give us our, your suggestions. We're just we're just trying to keep the bedlam growing. And uh, if uh, speaking of that, if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter, media underscore bedlam. You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram. I'm sorry, Facebook and YouTube as Bed the Media. You can find us on Instagram as Bed the Media Official. We are on pretty much every podcasting platform out there. If we're not on one that you guys listen to, please let us know. We'll add ourselves to it if we can. That way you can listen to all of your podcasts 
one place. Gotta love that one-stop shop. Again, my name is Scott. I'm the man behind the Twitter of Beth Media. You can find me on pretty much everything as Scotty J Stream. Thank you guys for listening. This has been, like I said, your SmackDown study for February 19th, 2021. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Night two of BlizzCon Line is on Saturday, day this drops, starting, I believe, at 2 p.m. Eastern time for the rest of the afternoon. I'll definitely be checking that out. You guys have a wonderful weekend. And please, most importantly, don't forget to join the bedroom. Good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.